Welcome to Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! All right, tonight before we start, let me plug a few things. We got facebook.com slash superfunpodcast, number one. And you can find us at Twitter at superfunpodcast. Like, tweet, twit, twat, I don't care. Do all <laughs> <of it. laughs> A little bit twit. Uh, yeah, you twitted the twat. <laughs> so tonight we are going to review Silent Hill the first shittier game compared to the second one. Oh, no, wait oh, a minute, not, wait a minute. Oh. Let's not get into the review. So let's let's get into first impressions. Harry, we don't care about you. Clark, what do you think? <laughs> well, first, I think we should probably all introduce ourselves. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's go so, back. Yeah, let's just... Tonight we have Babyface Hamill. Baby Cakes Hamill. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> Baby Cakes Hamill. Yes. Oh, God. I'm Harry. I'm Clark. I'm Steve. I'm Ralph DiStefano. Is all you need to know. Include your middle name and your social security. So too. Harry Rodriguez Bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Rodriguez, me gusta. All right, so let's start with initial impressions. What did you think of Silent Hill before you played it? Before? You mean like this time? <laughs> yeah, before you played it this time. What did you know? What What did you know about the game? The only thing that I knew was that it was supposed to be some type of horror thriller, and I was not disappointed in that. The very first time I actually played was with Harry way back when, when we were roommates, and surround sound in the dark, and he made me play through everything. <laughs> I was not appreciative of that. <laughs> with with how the reviews were at the time, I actually actively avoided Silent Hill when it came out. I was like, nope, not into that. When I was a kid, like I had real bad like issues with like horror shit, couldn't get into it. But then, you know, I eventually played it after knowing Harry for a really long time. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it was it was a fun game back then. I had, I had a lot of fun playing through it again. So he forced it on you, too. Yeah, he, he, oh, great. he forces Silent Hill on people. This is, this is I'm funny. fairly certain he's Sam Al. Uh, can I just bring up, I did not bring this to the vote. <laughs> this, was Steve. this was me, but it's still your fault. It's really Fucker. interesting, actually, to hear that from, from you guys about Harry, because basically, Silent Hill, when I think of Silent Hill, I do think of Harry, because you brought it up so much at work. Like, if ever there was one morning it was a little bit foggy, it's like Silent Hill today, don't you think? What? <laughs> Look around the corner, Pyramid Head, fucker. Work now? No, it's like Silent Hill outside. <laughs> I, th I think Ralph's exaggerating a little bit. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. You are exactly <laughs> like that. Like, oh, so... You ever played Silent Hill? <laughs> yeah. At first, every time I see you, the first thing you say, Silent Hill. All right, now let's talk about something else. <laughs> it's like some weird Tourette's that Harry has. Just Silent Hill. <laughs> hey, there's a nice show. Silent Hill. Oh, you're a gamer. Oh, okay. What do you, you ever play? Uh, Silent, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. No. <laughs> well, this wasn't my first time playing it either. I played this when it first came out i rented it played it beat it in a weekend and took it back so this was round two three four five something like that back when i originally got this game i got this and resident evil 3 at the same time i was getting scared from both games so i would literally bounce back and forth between game and game depending on like what my tolerance for that one particular game was at the time because as soon as nemesis would pop out in three whoop, time for silent hill yeah. or as soon as something would creep me the fuck out in silent hill whoop, back back to resident evil 3 it was like i had to find this like unique balance between the two games to actually get through between pooping yourself yeah, right. myself yeah and i would play these late at night by myself like in the dark like it was a poor mistake for young little harry young little harry, oh, man. 
Little Harry that had hair. <laughs> I'm gonna play a great game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke while I can. Forty-two yeah, um, year old right, Harry. Limit it to this Harry's. episode, like, like, like the other joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what other Harry. joke you might make. Well, someone was talking Harry's about horror shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I got this off my chest when we were talking earlier, but okay. So. Scheiße. <laughs> German shit. Anyway. <laughs> Is this enough energy right from the get-go, guys? <laughs> so I didn't have a PlayStation when this game came out. I didn't play Silent Hill. I haven't played any of them until, or basically, for this podcast. This is my first experience. I'm a silent hill. So, silent virgin hill? hill? That sounds like a terrible hill. Silent virgin hill is uh, where I was at before this, though. So. Game development. All right. Well, let's talk about game development, and let's go to Harry for this, because, bitch, you should know everything about it down to the programming. Right, I, th- so I think he's got, like, four or five pages of notes <laughs> over there. Yeah, are we ready? Not right. just on this segment. Yeah, no, it's called If you want to get past game devel- like development, just go to hour three at this point, because <laughs> Harry's going to just go. Skip ahead. Uh, so I think the most obvious thing whenever anybody thinks of the game development behind Silent Hill is, is the fog that's pretty prominent in the game. And I, I think most people that have any inkling into like the research behind this game have noticed like they did this because they couldn't render the environments past a certain point. And I think that was really important because I think it set a staple for the franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they realized how iconic that fog in the game was going to be until they did put it in this game. Oh, it set the standard for it, definitely. It did. Yeah. And, and, and they even mentioned, like, in, in further games in the franchise, it's utilized, and it's not even necessary at that point. Just brings that atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the most chilling parts of the Silent Hill series, because you... I mean, what what is the, the thing that, that scares most people? Is the unknown. I mean, that, I think, above all else... Chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I think it's a very common factor. People are afraid of the unknown, and by putting this barrier of your vision in the game, I think it creates a sense of fear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the entire game, whether it's the fog or the darkness, you can only see so far ahead, and then all of a sudden, a random demon baby or monkey man (laughs) pops out. It's not behind you, Harry. Yeah, so when it comes to the the fog itself, I figured we'd talk about that more later, but I definitely really noticed the fog and appreciated just the way that things would slowly come into frame. I mean, of course, you have the sound effect of the white noise, but you could begin to see something coming from whatever direction that, that it was coming, obviously, and the fog and the darkness, the way they worked exactly the same in about like half the screen was always obscured. It really... I really learned to appreciate it early on and really like that aspect of the game, even though it's a hindrance. It's kind of funny. Well, it kind of de- defines it a little bit. Oh, it I does. Mean, it yeah. sets, it really sets the scene. Yes. And yeah, the atmosphere. That's what makes you pee yourself. <laughs> I, um, There's a lot of things in this game that make you pee yourself. So this is very true. Check. Another thing is that's uh, very commonly re- referenced in this is uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, awesome that it's like nearby to us too it's like something yeah like, yeah I've, so it's, I've, I've been there it's it's a few hours away but the town and the fog and the idea that like this fog is just coming out of nowhere in centralia if you didn't know there was a coal fire underneath the town that is still burning today 
and there's still smoke that billows out. It's a toxic area. Very few people live there. It's very famous. It's in a lot of like the weird PA or weird New Jersey books to go check this this place out because it's just a ghost town that is creepy as hell. There's just smoke billowing up out of the road and it's like super creepy. I've never been. I always kind of wanted to go, but it would have to be like in broad daylight. And if I heard an air raid siren, I would just shit myself. (laughs) We should totally dress up and like walk around. That'd be perfect. (laughs) I call nurse. Uh, another fun fact. I don't... That is bonus content. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to the depths of hell. And they were all arrested that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's also illegal to go there, so, like, don't go no, there. No, I think well, there's still seven or eight people that actually live. You get caught trespassing there. You get fined. Because yeah. I thought like, there was a stretch of highway that a lot of people, like, do graffiti and stuff, so I guess oh, there that is. would be illegal. Uh, okay. Yeah, but no, you, there's, like, parts around it that you can go, but, like... Center Square in Centralia, as far as I know, is so toxic that you can get fined for being there. You could almost die and get fined, goddess. Yeah. So just use some tactical espionage, which we all know well. <laughs> no boxes, Steve. Jeez. Damn it! <laughs> Another fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but the school in Silent Hill is based off of Kindergarten Cop. Yes! Yep. I thought that was yes. fucking amazing when I read that the other night. <laughs> yes. Who's your daddy and what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> they actually, there's some pictures in Kindergarten Cop. They line it up. Some of the like artwork on the walls and all match it up exactly from Kindergarten Cop. Harry I can't you with Harry Mason's like, oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's, it's not, not a tumor. Not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn kids! <laughs> this is going to turn into an hour of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's <laughs> just scrap the episode and do Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the job. No, get your daddy. And what does he do? <laughs> to, to build on that, do you have anything further you wanted to add? No, that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so this was developed by the um, Team Silent Economy. Now, the fun fact I learned about these guys: these guys were like the misfits of the company who were borderline. Getting ready to be fired. And they didn't talk much. They had failed in all their projects. (laughs) Yeah, they they failed on a lot of the projects they were working on. I see what you did there, Steve. (laughs) Double guns, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So these guys were borderline about to be fired. So they were given like one one last project to work on. They wanted like a, a Hollywood blockbuster. More or less. Something to compete with Resident Evil, right? Yes, exactly. So a lot of these like creators, they didn't know American culture so much. Hence why they looked into kindergarten cop school. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you look into for Western culture. <laughs> kindergarten well, yeah, cop. There's other things. Like they base all their characters vaguely on known celebrities in the US. I don't have the names per se. Why not? I mean, that, that's where they, they got Pulling this bullshit out your ass. I didn't no, know no. that. That's oh, yeah. interesting. I really didn't no, know. they were loosely based, but that, that's where they got their information from. I know it referring to... Um... Harry Mason, Christopher Walken, <laughs> where's Cheryl? Cheryl. I've had this and... watch in my ass for two Listen, years. Two years. <laughs> where all this fog come from? Hello. Your father, he gave me this watch to no, shove up Pyramid right? Head's ass. Snake was walking. Snake was walking. Uh, okay, so getting back to like development, they were f- not forced, but they looked into a lot of iconic horror movies to get their inspiration for this game. I, I know one big one was uh, The Shining. Um, There's actually posters up that said, uh, was it like Red Rum or something like that? 
it posted in Silent Hill. I didn't see that. Did you nope. see that? Yeah, no, didn't there's, see there's one. pictures of it online. Okay. Which well, that's the internet. That's murder spelled backwards. Oh my god. What? Really? I know. Spoiler alert. But uh, I think the biggest influential movie was uh Jacob's Ladder. I never have seen the movie personally, but it's apparently about somebody who's dying in Vietnam or something like that, and he has all these visions of demons and everything. No and he shit. makes ladders. They actually <laughs> is his name Jacob? But they actually like drew a lot of the creature wow, guys, ideas. You're reaching. <laughs> I, I just, would like, have to if I had a ladder. <laughs> Does he, is he a ladder maker? Just fucking with the animal. Ladder baker? Ladder baker. Oh, ladder maker. maker. Does he make ladders? But e- even like some of the, like the the from famous <laughs> authors and Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, a pen name he uses is uh, Richard Bachman. There's a street. <laughs> In the um, oh, oh, yeah, old yeah, yeah. town of Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, Bachman, Bachman Street. Street. Yeah, but literally oh. every street is an author. Yeah. I yeah. Think I, yeah. Every yeah. single one. Like Bradbury uh, was one of the streets. Oh, what else are there? A lot of them are I know, horror I meant authors, to bring the but, list tonight, but yeah. all the streets are basically named after like famous horror authors. Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't Coons one? Yeah, yeah. Coons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, if they you also... call him an author. <laughs> well, they use some of the same team. Literary who... critic, Hamill. <laughs> Who transcribed this? Uh, there is a bit of a crossover between not so much the writers, but who transcribed to make it a little more Americanized, where they also use some of the same people for Final Fantasy VII, and to cross that barrier where some things don't translate as well. The process is called localization. Mm. Mm-hmm. For future reference, just yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> just good. throwing that out there. You can actually cut that part if you want, Harry. But yeah, localization. Yeah, the more you learn, because knowledge is power. Yeah. So with the different localizations uh, released for the game, there was heavy restrictions on the enemy design for the children in the school. Because <laughs> originally, so we got an altered version when we get to the school, but they originally looked like children with knives, and they had real issues with, with the characters actually walking around with knives being children like and that you could kill killing children these, yeah is essentially killing these children which is so, everything you want to do in fallout yeah i said it again fuck you and skyrim <laughs> fuck these kids but um not i know there no, was a different release for australia and a different release for europe and a different release for the the u.s really essentially hmm. um the only the, the only look that we get of the original uh where, where there's still children I don't remember if um, you guys remember in Nowhere, there's like these semi-invisible... The Shadow yeah. Babies. Yes. Yeah, the Shadow yeah. Babies. They're, They're more the, than Nowhere. I believe they are the original design of what they were supposed to be. Really? Okay. Yeah. Instead of the weird, awkward, yeah, demented they don't even have devil babies. Yeah, yeah they look yeah. like sloths with knives, really. <laughs> yeah, they really kind of do. Yeah. Except okay. they come at you a lot faster than a sloth would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so real quickly, Takayoshi Sato was the man who was... Okay, so he didn't have access to a computer to work on his FMV sequences Mm -hmm. for the game. So he would stay in the office after everybody else went home for the day to work on the sequences for the game. And he was almost entirely cut from the credits. It wasn't until he brought it to, like, the board or something and was just like, listen, if you don't include me in the the game credits, I'm, like, walking and here is what I'm taking with me, essentially. So he basically had to force himself into the credits. And he was probably one of the most dedicated... Employees in development. Hey, well, good for him. No, 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 it was a, it was a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it says here that he um he went on to do stuff in Silent Hill too. I don't know exactly what that was, but he mm-hmm. had to use all of his coworkers' computers to render the sequences. 
So he'd have to wait until everyone was gone and use them all in unison. I don't even know how you would do that. But he would use all these computers in unison to to render the scene. Oh, there's ways. And trying to render certain types of video, especially if you're trying to do that, you know, with the technology you have at the time. Rendering is a real bitch. It takes a long bit. All right. So the last point I did want to make, and I don't want to get too in-depth on this because it deals, it deals with the entire franchise, not just this specific game. But Team Silent, like, they had such a big success with this title that it went, it, this actually became, like, their, like, number one moneymaker for a while. Really? For Konami. But they were so good at it that later in the franchise, I think after Silent Hill 3 or 4, they had another team come in and take over all the work for Team Silent. Because they were like, oh, we can do the exact same thing you guys did at a cheaper cost. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that's when the franchise started to dip down in quality. Well, say, what, what game did the? Go ahead. Sorry, uh, what game did the? They basically took team? over after a certain point, just permanently. They didn't. Yeah, like, but what point? Yeah, but what, what point? point? I what believe ga- it was after either Silent Hill three or Silent Hill four. Is when it would started. make sense because Silent Hill four kind of sucks. Which one is well, the room? Was the four? four. And that's I'm pretty four. sure Silent Jeez. Hill four was um, a totally four. different game. And they were like, all right, this might not sell as well. So they attached Silent Hill stuff to it and made it a Silent Hill game. Yeah, yeah. now they make Silent Hill pachinko machines. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about how bad business practices Konami Konami has <laughs> with their employees and stuff. It's a I, could... I think this franchise had a lot of potential for the long term, and I think it just really sunk after the first couple games. I mean, I could go on and on about how bad Konami handles IPs and how badly they fucking dicked over Hideo Kojima. We could probably do a whole episode about that. Wait, that's future content, so brace yourselves. Kids. Maybe bonus content. Who knows? Bonus. Spoilers. All right. Story. So, guys, let's move on to the story. What do you think about it? Some thoughts, notes. Harry, your book of notes. What you got down there? <laughs> All right. So when when they made Harry as a character. Oh, but you're right here. <laughs> that's why you have such a big connection to this franchise. No, oh. I, I'm always like this. He was supposed to represent the everyman. When you're shooting his guns, did you guys encounter when you're missing your target quite frequently? No. No. Or were you guys only shooting when the enemy was like a footer way? Because he's not a professional is what you're getting yeah. at, right? He's not a professional. If you see, like, if you're swinging the melee weapons, it's a little clumsy at times. He's not supposed to be this, like, perfectionist when it comes to firearms and melee weapons. He's not a badass. No, exactly. I think it's to help you... Basically, uh, insert yourself. What, what do they call that? Yeah, insert yourself. I think that's called insertion. <laughs> <laughs> insertion. But no, I see immersion. where, I see where yeah, you're, immersion. I see yeah, where you you're going. You relate to yeah. the character yeah. more yeah. Because, because he's more generic. Colonel, I need to find Cheryl. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Was I doing that? Yeah. You were doing that. Sorry. What were you doing? That's Tapping fine. the table. He was immersing oh. himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Clark, it looked like you had something to say. Actually, in my playthrough, I just realized this now. You're like, oh, there's like the wonky animations for the melee stuff. Never once. Nah. Didn't use a melee weapon. Nope. Guns all the whole time. I only used an axe like once or twice and that was Oh, it. yeah. I, I used it to break open a lock or two. Yeah. I tried, that was it. I tried to use like the lead pipe mm-hmm. you get early on and I found that it was just completely useless. <laughs> I never used the knife. Almost exclusively guns. There was one point in nowhere where this nurse wasn't attacking me. She was just like stuck 
in one of the little like <laughs> one of the little like grates that I was walking over, and I was like, "Come on, move, get out! I don't want to waste any ammo on you. I knew I'm gonna need it for the boss." I was like, "Fine." So I went into my inventory and I pulled out the axe and was like, "Hack, hack, 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 hack," and then she fell, and I was like, "Okay, this is why I stick to the guns in the game. Pretty much, the melee yeah. weapons don't really seem to do much." No. So when I start playing it and knowing the story before, and there were some things that kind of in the end made me think, "Okay, I'm I'm really." off base with this but when i first start playing it and at clark i told you this i had a feeling that harry was a terrible person i know we all know that already no harry no, is no, a no terrible person. not our harry but harry mason because oh, at oh, first okay. there were a couple things going on <laughs> well we know that, he's a bad driver i mean come on well i would I, I, <laughs> wait which one the one that hit two deers or the one that crashed into silent hill oh that's a good point not the real harry <laughs> oh this is gonna make it so much more yeah but so much more fun i can't say but no like you start the game and what the doors open you you wrecked and oh where's Cheryl? <clears throat> i don't know what happened yeah you're uh, looking for this little girl who he keeps when he's talking to people he doesn't say daughter. No, 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 no. At first, until it's more until halfway through the game, he doesn't mention it's his daughter. No shit. He does not say my daughter. Every time he goes, have you seen a little girl? And he's chasing this little girl through a town and is just looking for her, who's obviously trying to flee from this man. I honestly God, thought... Wait. Okay, so you're saying that uh, that Harry's at a first, yes, yeah, that is legitimately what he was thinking for the first part of it when he replayed even, it. Even even think about this: when you're in the evil school and the rotary phone, which is hilarious now, <laughs> it rings. You pick it up, and she says, "Daddy, Daddy, can you help me? Daddy, help me!" And he goes, "Cheryl," and she hangs up immediately because she didn't get her dad; she got somebody who's chasing her. And from that point in the game, he refers to her as his daughter or no? <clears throat> no, it's not until later where he's like, at one point, uh, you do find something that says, I gave this to her on her fifth birthday, which still doesn't say it's his daughter. It could have been somebody he knew. Later, he says, yeah, we found her on the side of the road. And God then we it. just took her in from there. Now That's I how I found again. all my babies. I thought maybe it was possible because I knew the story from the beginning. Let me find something that gets rid of this. And up until like, halfway to three-fourths through the game that theory could be in place and then after that they totally take it down with burn victim we used her for breeding the sem semiel all that is there much see that symbol on my wall yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> to, to build on your point though real quick hamill Looking up this game, I, I do notice that there are a lot of interpretations of this game. And I think when they created this game, they left certain details vague to basically bring to the table a lot of different interpretations of this game. Right. Well, I really... don't think there, there's any wrong one out there. I think they specifically left certain details out of the game. So you can kind of just make it your own story more right. or less as you, as you play through. It's almost like Hitchcock in the way that you, your mind fills in the blanks. Like in the shower scene in Psycho, you never see the blade go into um, Janet, is it Janet Lee or whatever, uh, whoever it is. Jenna Jameson, yeah. No, not Jenna Jameson. <laughs> God damn it. You, you always see it go into Jenna Jameson. Damn it. Damn. Just a second closer. Just a second quicker than me. Getting meat stabbed. Meat stab. Meat stab. I'm talking about Hitchcock and you're talking about Jenna Jameson. I'm just talking about cops, no pitch. 
Oh, it's throbby. Totally also, Harry <laughs> <Good> got <laughs> real excited. From <laughs> real excited. Anyway, big Jenna so Jameson. Fan. Another thing. If you're listening, Harry wants <laughs> Harry wants you. <laughs> Yeah, this is how we reach out to him. <laughs> Making a podcast, I went through all this work. Please! <laughs> We're Whoa. making a podcast. That's desperation. I'm going to cut that. How did we get here? No, no you, you can't not. cut this That's now. This is, this is gold. How did we get to this point? Harry right, Stick, so- make a wish foundation. <laughs> 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 so I love but hate every one of you. Another thing I took out of it too <laughs> with Lisa, Lisa was it almost seemed like I was trying to piece together how knowing the franchise a bit, it's almost like everybody gets to Silent Hill in a bad way. Like Harry has the car accident. Lisa gets beat over the head. From what she described, she was hit, went unconscious. So I'm assuming somebody beat her to death. Kaufman says he went to lay down and just didn't wake up, which could have been a heart attack or he was a drug dealer. So he may have taken his drugs and just OD'd. Sybil, question mark? Why is she there? She did crash at the beginning of the game. Remember remember when when you're watching the intro video? She crashes her motorcycle. Oh, does she? Motorcycle on the side of the road. She could be dead. They could be all dead. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which leads to the the, the whole purgatory theory, that Silent Hill is a manifestation of you transcending through purgatory into hell. Or you can possibly, if you do the right thing, get out of it, like Harry does, in the correct ending. Yeah. Uh, Oh, let's, uh, real quick, like, while we're on story, what what endings did everyone get? The fuck you ending, Clark, that's what. The fuck you ending? What ending Was another Meryl situation here, Hamill? I got bad plus. (laughs) Bad plus? Yeah. God, you let Meryl die again, didn't you? No, I saved Sybil. <laughs> again. But I didn't look up the drug. <laughs> you let Meryl die again. <laughs> let Sybil die. I, I, I saved that bitch. Which oh, was yeah. the right way to go so you can get stealth camo. You were trying to fit in the whole game. <laughs> I mean, well. come on. Bandana, fuck that. Uh, and other way, I'd, I got good minus. I got good plus, but I used a spoiler-free guide. Mm. Mm. To be perfectly honest. So, I got good plus, but... This is like the seventh or eighth time I played through this game. This month? I've seen every single ending except the UFO ending at this point. I, I was about to ask that. Did you actually, have you ever seen that what period? Does that take? I'm surprised you didn't go for the, the UFO well, ending No, I played with time. a blank file. You have to, I think, unlock that yeah. item to achieve the UFO ending on the yeah. second plate. Right. Yeah, yeah, you it's can't go through the first plus. Channeling stuff. You have yeah. to basically stand at certain points in the game yeah. to use this item, and then you'll basically see a little cutscene of a UFO, and if you get all of them, and unlocks an alternate ending. I think or there's you about. Can just go to YouTube and watch it. There's like, like by the yeah. way, I got there's good like plus. There's like four or five. Oh, oh good well. for you. Yeah, okay. I got good, good plus for you. Too. Yeah, just like uh, Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> good plus is the only way to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's the correct way. No, correct it's way. not the canon way. Sybil good lives. minus. No, Sybil, Sybil actually lives. dies in right, the main storyline. Right, right. Yeah, that is the the canonical. So good minus, dick. <laughs> um, if we're still on story, I'd like to say a couple of things that. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I actually have a lot more to go. Same. So All right, sure. I think we're gonna um, be on this. I, I want to say that I didn't know anything about the story going in. Like I said, I've used, I used a guide, but it was spoiler free, so I was open to my own interpretation, and I got little hints of when I should go to which rooms and and do which things to get more of the story. But early on, just because Harry would essentially black out and then wake up somewhere else, I was always questioning if this whole thing was going on in his mind. Like, if, if this was going to lead to him being, like, in an insane asylum, like, the end of the game, he's just in a straitjacket, like, screaming or something. I, because it seemed so disjointed. And it was like, oh, we're here now, and we're there, and we're here, and we're now. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is any of this 
possible is it all in his mind i mean eventually we find out that it's not unless you want to interpret the game that way well there's actually uh one of the endings is him dead in the car wreck yeah bad minus and then everything was all basically a dream right before he dies okay yeah like a fever like a like a fever dream almost just to kind of fill you in where that is that is one you know type of interpretation that you can take and it's like what is actually happening and then you just see him dead if you don't mind, can I just chime in real quick, just to get along? Ding, because this actually makes makes this point valid with with Hamill talking about the characters possibly being dead already. Is one correlation I had was I found that Lisa would only be encountered in the nightmare world. Yep, mm-hmm, every true. single time, and whenever you would go back to the normal world, she would disappear or you couldn't contact her or something like that. So just to play in the Why, Lisa? So why? Why would you do this? Why are you only in the nightmare world? Come back to me. I love you! <laughs> uh, well, something something else I <laughs> thought about for Lisa as well was because they talk about his wife and she died of cancer, right? Uh, I think I they mentioned she died of a, a disease. Wife. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have the cancer. Okay. Which Silent Hill are we talking about? Sorry, sorry. The first one. Uh, Harry's wife. They they mentioned that she died of cancer or some kind of disease. Yeah, I think, I think they, they just say she was sick. She was disease. sick. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine. But then I was thinking about it today. Actually, could it, it? Could you possibly interpret like Lisa because she's in the nightmare world? Could this have been Harry's like nightmare that? Because she, like, turns really quickly at the end, and he's like, get away from me. I don't even want to touch you. I would you do that? Could that have been the way he treated his wife when he found out she had the disease and kind of pushed himself away from her? Look, I'm sorry, but I can't be close to you. I don't want to be near you. I reject Again, making him a horrible person. No, I reject this idea. She does not have leprosy. Lisa is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) She's not a leper. She is beautiful. She's my future wife. (laughs) But Mark, um, so <laughs> to totally derail your train of thought. Tommy Weissau joined our podcast for a second. Absolutely, there. I love podcasts. Now let, let's so just well. assume for a moment that the plot is as you would take it, without like too much interpretation. Why did the demon give Harry the baby uh. at the end of the game? It was because it, maybe there was some link still there. It, it, it saw this guidance. Was he the I, only person that it trusted to take? Well, what is like, a baby? I hold on. Wait, wait, sorry, Hamill. I didn't mean to. What, what is a baby? Like, so it's a baby vessel. is made. <laughs> so when a when man two... was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the birds and the beasts. No, hold on. So a baby is a new life, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So in the context of the game, I kind of saw it as like, like I'm going to give you like another chance to live or whatever. And like, here's a baby. It doesn't make sense that he would walk out with this baby. Where did it come from? Is it Alessa's or whoever's or but whatever? But I really think the the the, the yeah the god at the end. Um, I think it entrusts Harry because he took Cheryl in the first place and cared for her. He, he found her. her wasn't wasn't mean to her, took her in, helped raise her, and then brought her back for all of these events. Now, whether it was consciously brought her back or weird twist of fate, but they've, in the grand scheme of Silent Hill, they have shown that Silent Hill actually not only has a grasp and does weird things in Silent Hill, but anyone that enters or anyone that has exited Silent Hill 
can be called back for any twist of fate for any reason. As we see in 3 when Harry Mason shows up in, in Silent Hill again. And, okay, well, I've only played the first one, so everything that involved with the story, I'm just interpreting from this game. I, I right. know, I know a and that's fine. Sequels, Most games are standalone, right. although 1 and 3 are directly linked. Yes. With 3, right. not to get into any spoilers, but the baby you take at the end of 3... You play as that character in Silent Hill, and I guess that's yeah. why I interpret the ending differently. <laughs> and I think, I think it's honestly, horrible. the reason why the demon gave the baby, like Clark was saying, Harry was able to take Cheryl, raise her, and get to a certain point. Probably the demon was trying to say, "Okay, I need time to get back and kind of start again." And the creators were like, "We can open this up for a sequel," and so they gave the baby so they could pull a three. But instead, they're like, all right, let's do another standalone so that way there's more time in between so that she could be a teenager or whatever. And then they went back to the idea and said, okay, now she's going to be so-and-so. And they went on with it. I think it was half for a sequel, half in the story the demon has to retry to get as powerful as it was. I'll call it development. development. And yeah. a, a development in one way or another. Whether yeah. it's a story yeah. which already standalone this game, it has story, it has substance, mm -hmm. which is great. But why not just leave where it's like, oh... The end? Question mark? It pretty much just kind of leaves it open, like all over. What? I love yeah. that Steve's ready for a break already. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. All right. <laughs> fine. Fine. Fuck me up for my vices. So I'm just sitting here with an unlit cigarette. Maybe you just to vape. You can do it while we're talking. Now, if you no, don't mind, no, no that good. that that picks up, and it's no. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't have to be for a while, but at some point, I would like to play through three with you guys, just so we can finish this whole storyline maybe after the superior game two we can do that but <laughs> i looked into two a little bit i assumed that that was uh, harry mason again because the character model was so similar. looks a lot like James him. Yeah. yeah yeah um <laughs> oh, that's so that's so adorable oh, oh now they're that was touching cute. each other <laughs> why are you guys making out <laughs> why not yeah, hand check hand check hey Smart you know what a little, yeah, a little a little west tongue <laughs> <laughs> Why do you I have to use the word smush? <laughs> like, because like, it perfectly. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't encapsulate anything. I think it's it mushed them together. <laughs> it encapsulated everything. They're docking right now. It's <laughs> <adorable>. <laughs> oh, cringe! They crossed the street. Um, so much cringe. Real quick, couple other things I want to talk about. Actually, like. Actually, just one or two other points. Um, Which would be ten. a couple. There's a couple as two. Good job. Eight, two, ten. Now, I know they did Somebody rub his head on the cult in the movie a little bit. Yeah. But movie, movie aside. What are we talking about? We're talking about the game, no, no, guys. I'm just, this is I don't movie. know about the movie. I don't know about the sequels. I don't know if Silent Hills is purgatory and they fleshed all this out later. I played one game where it's foggy and fucking weird. That's what I played. <laughs> oh, the movie's oh. just about as long as this game, too. So my, anyway. play, my playthrough was about six hours long. It's about a three-hour movie. No, it's not. No, yeah, it's like two, two and a half. No, we're not going to get into this about the movie. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to debate hours. about the movie. The and superior stuff. movie. I'm just saying. Although we could. As Sean, did Sean Bean die? <laughs> not in that one. <laughs> yeah, not what? in that one. <laughs> Breaks all the rules of nature. <laughs> Actually, no, Sean no. Bean doesn't die. He doesn't. Not in the second one either. Technically, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, huh? They kill him, and then he about? realizes it's a dream. So technically, he 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 did die in he a dream. Stays. I thought they. I, I wish they really would have added on with the game to really build the backstory more. They left out a lot of details on the cult and like the religion behind. Like, what was their purpose for trying to resurrect this this god? 
how did it come to this point in the first place? Who are all the members? Like, who organized all this? You know, like I wish they would I, put those details into the game. Catholicism. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were trying to re- why do we have uh, fifty thousand Muslim subscribers? But I mean, I I lost what I was going to say. So I, I assume there were only five members of the cult: Dahlia, Kaufman. And then the three other people who were standing around the table. The one very Japanese-voiced... Uh... Now, there were a lot of human bodies strung up throughout the game, though. Which yeah. makes me to believe, not trying to get in the movie or anything, but I think they were captured by the demons of this world, strung up as... Sacrifice, their own, almost? They're prey, more oh. or less. Like, do, sorry, did you have a point? Yeah, yeah um, so I, how I've always like interpreted... Like what that cult is, is I honestly think they wanted to bring the demon just to end it, just to stop. I think they were so tortured living in Silent Hill. Dahlia, for as much of a piece of shit as she is in that fucking, in this fucking game, I think she just wanted to end it. She had to raise a child to be sacrificed. She burned her child alive to bring this god around. And I think it was just to and Silent Hill. I think they didn't care whatever way it was, whether it was bring a fucking demon out or try to burn the whole fucking thing down. I think they just wanted to end it. And that was kind of sad when the Cheryl was like, or Alessa was like, but mommy, I just want to be with you. And she's like, nah, bitch, you get sacrificed. That yeah. was so sad. That was very dark. Was a it super was. Dark. The whole what game kind of is dark. Yeah. would do that to their own child? Game of Thrones all Hopefully over again. Yours. Just saying. Leave Harry's mom alone. She's a nice lady. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Not like that, you dirty you fight. Like no, that. she's so nice. Oh, hey, Linda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mrs. Bowles. No, I do think that was one. I kind of like that interpretation, Clark. Just but relating to the characters, I think Thank that's you. difficult to relate to. Like, there wasn't any conflict there. It was just like a super egotistical mother who wanted to just kill her child for this greater purpose. I think any realistic parent would have maybe conflict over that or like just show a different side to Dahlia to make you want to relate to that character more instead of just this person who just wants to absolutely have nothing to do with the child and just sacrifice it to their cause. Do they kill babies? The father? Like, okay, so at the very end of the game, when after she's shot, she says to Kaufman, remember, like, your, your part in this is already done. Like, I kind of interpreted that as him being the father, even though yeah. that makes no sense. I've, gave the I've seed. always thought that, too, that yeah. Kaufman was yeah, Kaufman's father. That has never crossed my mind, but yeah. it makes a lot of sense yeah. that you're bringing it up. I do have a question, because obviously I missed this part with the bad plus ending. What is <laughs> up with the White Dahlia? What what's going on with the drug Kaufman's doing? Like what what is the purpose of that storyline? Where is it? This? More or less, I, I the, guess. The, the, the the red liquid in the vial is what you're referring to. No, you you literally find drugs in a safe. That's what they use to keep all of the cult members like semi sedated. the 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 way the cult operates is through these drugs. That's how they kind of like fund themselves. I mean. Lisa is a drug addict. Ka- Kaufman threatens Lisa. to take the drugs away from Lisa, Lisa and that's no. what keeps her in Silent Hill <laughs> you don't initially. Need any drugs, Lisa. You just um, me. <laughs> and I really think that their whole gambit is to get the people addicted to these drugs, but it is like a completely one of a kind thing that 
if you don't stay in Silent Hill, you're not going to get this drug. And who knows, if you don't have it for a long time, it might kill you. Like, the withdrawal might kill you. True. And that might be what happened to Lisa, because it was all locked away, and it was all hidden, and Lisa is there, only in the nightmare, experiencing all these crazy fucking things, with no drug to maybe take her back out. And I know they wanted to make the drugs a big part of the storyline, because that first scene when you're talking to Sybil at the restaurant, she... Brings it up, you know, like, oh, we've been working on this case for a year, but we, we don't have any leads. Like, we're like we're not getting anywhere yeah. with this case. Drink the so Kool-Aid. I, drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. yeah. No, like all Jim cults. Jones, yeah, yeah, drink Jim, the Kool-Aid. Jim Jones, exactly the same Jim thing. Jones. You want American culture? Well, there's a big thing in American mm. culture. True. Drink it up. So, last point that I wanted to make. what Like, as a whole, like, what characters did you like? What characters did you not like? What characters do you think should have been fleshed out more? I Flesh it. I think they should have fleshed out Harry more. Think so. And this is going to kind of come. It comes from how he, how the English character delivers his lines. He sounds like the most bored, unaffected, couldn't be bothered piece of shit about the whole game. Like I actually really don't like his character in the first one. I was overcome by the fear the first time I played through it. The second time I played through it, I, you know, I was still like overcome by the fear. This third time, this third or fourth time that I've played it now, you were laughing the whole time. Yeah, I was laughing the whole time. Every <laughs> one of his lines sounds like he is reading off of a fucking cue card. And to the adverse of that, Sybil delivers her lines yep. like she is in that fucking situation. Yeah. And I really wish they would have gotten a better voice actor for Harry. Yeah. I would have loved that character. Like, dad looking for his kid. I can relate to that. I, I'm a father. That is a real fear that I have. I was laughing at his lines the whole time. Apparently, Clark is Liam Neeson. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Oh, I will find you. <laughs> you fuck with I my child. I will find you. I, he has a certain <laughs> set of skills. Don't fuck with that. <laughs> to go off um, what you're saying, Clark. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Go Oh, I'm I'm pretty much just going to agree with Clark, where I really feel like Harry, as a main character, lacking. I didn't really feel it. I felt like there was a lot more passion that was put into other characters, and he just kind of had this monotone, straight course that he was going through. I'd have to agree when it comes to, to Harry. I kind of thought that some of, the, some of it was just funny. Now, I'm sort of taking this game in the same era as, like, the first Resident Evil. So when it comes to the voice acting, I didn't have very high expectations, you know? <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, no, right. There's no Jill Sandwich. <laughs> wow, what a mansion. There's none of that <laughs> it's, it's nothing crazy like that. Uh, but I actually, I didn't really catch Sybil in terms of her voice acting. She doesn't, like, ring a bell or it doesn't stay with me. But uh, is it is it Dahlia? Dahlia. The older lady? The old lady. I felt like she is the only voice actor who is actually doing something. She That's was awesome. I, felt. I will agree yeah, with that. Yeah, D- Dahlia she was, was real point. good. And I don't know if that was like a choice. They were like, okay, this character is really important to the story. She has to be good. You know, Harry can be the everyman or whatever. I mean, I can't imagine, let's say that they're all, I know they don't do voice acting in the same time or in the same room, but if they're all there in the same room, it really felt like if there was a director, that actress was accepting direction and Harry was off, I don't know smoking something i don't know you just like not even there you know what too actually kaufman now that i really think about it it's volgan isn't it same voice actor as volgan i'm not sure about that i listened to it a little bit and thought it sounded like kaufman sounds like a guy doing a voice Mm. i don't think that's his natural voice for harry absolutely harry was just monotone the entire time 
Lisa, have you seen my daughter? I'm so glad you're here. She has dark hair. I think she's seven. <laughs> she's all, she's about seven years old. Just like, is seven. she about seven years old, or is she seven years old? That's Come on, Harry. <laughs> I found a silver medallion. <laughs> Put it in puzzle. <laughs> Harry do good. Oh, and, and also, Harry always treated everything like a question. A radio? The radio? The radio? What is that sound? Coming from the radio, like it was, it was bad voice acting for Harry's part. I don't actually, I, you know, honestly, I don't know if I could have changed the voice acting to the original Japanese. That's actually something I might look into. But I'd actually be more interested to see if there's a motion in in that than what what it was. I would have to agree that Sybil... Shogun! Okay. I really... (laughs) So did so many people, you dick. (laughs) I really did enjoy Sybil's voice acting. Dahlia was okay. Lisa was... uh... Kaufman, I really liked his voice acting because he was a dick and he sounded like a dick. The only problem was... Harry sounded exactly like him to me. I have to strongly disagree with that point. I looked away from the screen, and when they were talking, I had to look back to see who was actually talking, because their voices just sounded too similar to me. Getting aside from the voice acting, though, like the characters as a whole, Mm -hmm. I thought some of them were plain. Didn't care for Dahlia so much. I thought Kaufman probably could have been written out of the script, (laughs) more or less. When it comes to Lisa, though... Like, that's a character I actually felt like an emotional attachment to, and I actually felt really bad for, for like, the circumstances leading up to her her death. When I first played the game, like, when I played the game with you, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I feel really bad for Lisa. Having actually, like, really got into the story and, like, really kind of started, like, learning about her character, she's kind of a piece of shit. I think she's just... Uh, what's the... A drug addict? Because that's what she is in the game. She's she's a drug addict, and the only reason that she took care of Alessa is for drugs. That's the only reason she stayed to take care of Alessa. Yeah, because she, she didn't want to do it. Yeah, she I, kept I saying that. she didn't want to stay and help Alyssa. I, I read her just, diary, yeah. And, yeah, but then the reason why she stayed her. is for drugs. I understand what she went through. Yeah, when but the reason high? that she stayed was for the drugs. I never made that connection. I must have missed something. Yeah, it's in it was... her journal. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's after she bleeds out. Yeah. Uh, right, right, then you go back and... It's yeah. yeah, yep. Yeah. I had one more thing. Yeah, go for it, man. They actually say towards the beginning that Silent Hill is supposed to be a resort city. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Centralia like, is totally like, a resort city. We well, came here knowing, for <laughs> knowing the whole franchise and everything, when they said that, I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck are they talking about? I I kind of question: Is there a normal version of Silent Hill? I don't mm. think so. I actually think it's like a false advertisement almost. I think Silent Hill just reaches out to people. I think it might be like, oh, like one of these like small towns that has like, you know, a bunch of little like kitschy shit that people like to go see. Because Harry even mentions that he picked her up like right near Silent Hill. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's that place with like the amusement and stuff. I thought it'd be like a fun trip to like maybe go back there. Like that's fucked up. He was wrong. <laughs> so I, I wrong. always saw this town as like a, like a New England town. Like, I don't know if yeah. you've ever been oh, out there. Sure. But uh, there's like a lot of like. Just like fishermen by the bay type yeah, of exactly. yeah exactly that, that's how I took this town yeah some lobster it's like Nantucket yeah get in the Camry are you or are you not a knock 
those goofy outtakes at the end. Who was I in stitches? Oh, with the, the, CG, <laughs> the, the CG outtakes. The CG outtakes where they're like, it, 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 Lisa's delivering a line and then she starts cracking up. I'm like, that never happened. Oh yeah, I love, I love those. Like it's so great. They're just like. Yeah. Oh, let's do like the eighties, like like, goofy. <laughs> like just the the <laughs> thumb. The, uh, there's <laughs> there's there's tons of like thumbs up and like stupid smirks to the camera. It's fantastic. Can I ask one more question? No, moving no. on. Yeah, no, moving on. Gyromancy is that a real thing? Did you look it up? No, I did not. Did you look at my Harry? Hips? I know a strip club. <laughs> Where they practice gyromancy. I don't, I don't get it. I'm in the dark. I don't get it. Oh, it costs a lot of money. Gyromancy. Okay, actually, it Think says about it. on Wikipedia, gyromancy is a method of divination in which a person spins around inside or walks the circumference. Inside. Or I'm just reading this, Jesus, <laughs> of a circle drawn on the ground, the perimeter of which is marked with the letters of an alphabet. The dizziness brought on by spinning or circling is intended to induce randomness or to facilitate an altered state of consciousness. There are cutscenes in that opening sequence that aren't a part of the, the regular game, like the house that shows up in the opening mm. sequence, showing Alessa on the bed with the bandages. That's never, never in the game. Yeah, I wish they would have inserted some of that unless i'm missing it am i playing this wrong that i'm skipping over some of these yeah you are no I, I i think that's the i think that is the house dahlia burns down with alessa in it gameplay all right moving on gameplay so what do you think about the gameplay harry so a couple of the things I really like, and this is something they utilize several times in the series, the random things that weren't necessary to the game, but really add to the fear factor. I wrote down a couple of examples. The girl crying in the bathroom when you're in the school. Oh, God. That was one of the first like, that was... psychological scares that, that sort of got me. Yeah, one yeah, they, of many. They throw a lot of those things. Like uh, there's a, a one room that you go into, I think it's either at the hospital or at nowhere, but you just kind of... You hear this constant sound of broken glass. Because oh, you're yeah. walking on it, dude. No, no, no. You just stand in the room and you just hear. Yeah, you can oh. enter a room and it just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the hard. bird in the birdcage that there's no bird in. Yep. I was afraid to unlock the cage, actually, and then I found that there was no bird. And I was like, oh. the, girl, the girl crying in the bathroom, there was a point to that. Well, yeah. I think it's to tap into Alessa's past. Yeah, with the janitor who's also strung up when you get the shotgun. The oh, guy who yeah, molested like her. Speed, yeah. They talk about, like, if you look on the I side, there's a thing that. talking about how, like, basically he did something horrible to a child, but they don't say it directly. But it's almost the same bathroom you hear the little girl in. I think it's the same exact one. And then when you go back in the demon world or whatever, you open the door for the shotgun. He's there. And on the side is a written thing about it. Okay, not to tie it back into the movie. They do incorporate that right. into the movie as well. But I didn't pick up on that hmm. in the game personally. For when it comes to those little segments, I like the one where uh, there was the knocking in the in the locker. And I can't remember <laughs> if, it, if which one it was because I think it's in both the other world and yeah. the normal world. But and it must have been the other world when you open it and it's just covered in blood. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I, I was expecting it was like okay, the first one it was empty, spooky. The second one I really expected something like 
jump out at me and get attached to my throat or go around my neck or something. Or The first one blood. was not empty. The what? first one had a cat in it, oh, it that when it ran out, it screamed like a woman. And then it was killed not long after. Yeah, you hear it run out, you hear something eat it, and then the cat goes, ah! <laughs> I have that written like, down. Oh, no! That's the exact sound clip from the game. <laughs> ah, ah. I mean, legit, I wrote that down because when I heard it, start cracking up. I'm like, why did the cat turn into a woman? I uh, it totally did catch forgot me. about that cat. Yeah. It, it did catch me off guard. Like, as many times as I've beaten this game... When that body fell out of the locker, yeah. when you're in the night. Uh, oh, you jump. I did jump. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely did. There's no way getting around that. Like, I thought I remembered every little jump and scare about this game, but it's still, like, <laughs> just to show you seven, eight times beating this game, it can still catch you That's off guard. That's the kid version of Silent Hill, jump and scare. Another thing I thought was a dick move was when you're on the boat with Sybil and Dahlia, and Dahlia says, yeah, you two need to split. Well, Harry says, we should split up. You take the carnival. I'll go to the lighthouse. And then Sybil leaves for eh, a couple seconds, and Dahlia goes, you know, you can only stop it with that thing you got earlier. And instead of going out and going, yo, Sybil, come back. You're you're in danger right now. He goes, oh, man, I hope she'll be okay. Like, he lets <laughs> her go. Well, because he thinks Cheryl's at the lighthouse. Yes, but Dahlia tells him, if pretty much says, yeah, it's no use her going because she doesn't have that thing. She's going to get hurt. And he just goes, oh, well, I'll find her later. I'll, I'll your, deal uh, with it at a later point. <laughs> yeah. Why, why yeah. burden Harry's myself? Harry's a dick, dude. It ties into your theory that Harry Mason is this gigantic asshole. Yeah. I don't like the controls for the game. It sounds a little hypocritical because I wasn't as harsh for literally the last game we played because they were almost the exact same because there was no like hot swap menu for your items oh my god that last door where you have to put like seven pieces in <laughs> oh yeah and you're just like oh let me go to the thing oh, okay quick blurb about this oh, okay let me go back into my menu okay quick blurb about this <laughs> the medallion and the sword yeah the onk the, the yeah, yeah the jewish the star jewish david star, and, and, uh, uh, the medical symbol uh, with the snake and a... Some of that stuff could have been cleaned up a little bit. I did enjoy playing the game, but I think when it comes to the core gameplay here, it's all about the scares. I, I think the controls might have, on purpose, been a little difficult to fumble with, just to add that kind of stress. At the time, those were the controls for almost every game. Resident Evil, Metal Gear, Silent Hill... I mean, they all had their different menus, which when you go into the menus or the hot swaps, it stops the game and pauses for a minute to let you do it. I just think that was the control schemes at the time. And I was okay. I mean, we just played Metal Gear, so I was used to the controls where had I been playing something else and went to it, maybe the controls would have irked me more, but felt natural to me. I think Mario 64 handles a little bit better than these games, don't you? Oh, wow. Go back to that controller and see how that goes. <laughs> no, I'm just no. <laughs> yes and no. I think in here it was intentional to be to make it more tense. You could have easily mapped different things to different buttons in this game. You could have, but at the same time, they made the feel of... Of like, panic. I need, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, of like, oh, crap. Like, And they really played to that, and they did it very, very well. In most games, I would consider that taking away from the game but i think it works 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the difficult the the difficulty of the controls in this take away. I personally, honestly, like I feel like it takes a little bit away from the game. I personally, just a think, little. I think it adds something to it. It's that's the whole dynamic of the entire game. They add that sense of urgency. They add the sense of tension and. There's very few points throughout the entire game where they don't touch on any one of those aspects, period. I mean, look, again, I'm saying that it works for the tension. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, going into your menu and adding something to a door seven times in a row was annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, one. yeah, it was it that. was super you annoying. Just click on the door and be like, "Hey, do you want to put these?" Yeah, collect, or or just be like, items. "Oh, like boom, 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 done." Resident Resident Evil did that. It was just it was a little bit smarter with the controls. That's that's all I was really trying yeah. to get with. Yeah, and also again too with the gameplay, like the character animation was bad for Harry. If if Harry ever like fell. It looked kind of weird. Oh, His back step off of the like the uh, the steps on like somebody's house yeah. or something. Like that. It looked <laughs> funny. Shit every I time. did everybody see that awesome smooth backwards jump? I was ju- oh, I was just starting to get into that. that those are baller moves Harry has. Baller. <laughs> that what? sort of ties into what I what I wanted to say about the about the gameplay. I um personally I really felt that it was as clunky as I expected. And when it comes to this kind of game, it does remind me of Resident Evil a little bit. And it, it was it was exactly what I expected. You know, the the aspects of, is it clunky intentionally to make it more horrifying? It's probably there. Could they have made them better? I guess so. And the dodge is just just awful. Well, I think that's the, the graphics and what they had to deal with at the time. Look at the other games that came out along the same timeline. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, you're talking like mid-late 90s. And they're trying to push the next generation, and that was the next generation. Something I did like that I think really added to the intensity were certain camera angles. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I like that opening sequence when you're running down that alleyway to... For that first cutscene where you turn... Maybe we talk about that opening sequence a little bit, because it's pretty intense. I I think it is very intense. intense. Oh, yeah. It sets you up for what to fucking expect. And it was, game. for the time, that was pretty creative for them to do that. And you see the wheelchair on its side with yeah. the spinning wheel. Oh, yeah. And you're going mm-hmm. around and it's getting darker. You hear the siren mm-hmm. in the background. The air raid siren. That's another thing. Like, that, I mean, if it's I... foggy and you hear that, you're going to fill your pants is what you're saying. Yeah. Every Boop. time I hear an air raid siren, Silent Hill, it's the first yep. thing that I think <laughs> of and it's always symbolizes panic to me scary sound like yeah. I mean, yeah they just incorporate it into the game so well that it just sticks with you like yeah. fucking permanently and it makes it worse for the fact that we live near a nuclear power plant that does it once a month <laughs> once a yeah. month Lots every monday at three monday o'clock and month. as soon as it goes off it's just like silent, silent hill, hill. Pyramid Head. <laughs> shit especially with that beginning scene when you're still getting used to the controls and all, when you get to the fence part, I ran into it and then just turned and kept going. One of the things, and I know we're not doing anything on the movie, but one of the things they did in the movie was during that scene, they had her run into the fence at that part. And I kind of was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, that's, oh, it was almost like, oh, shit, her controls are as fucked up as ours. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> 
I, I immediately thought that and I was like, okay, that even if that wasn't the purpose of that scene, I was like, that's a cool little but reference. But you know most people play this game aren't adjusting on the fly like that. Right. They're going to hit that, that one, that's, yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. That's really smart. Speaking of adjusting on the fly, that reminds me of one of the things I wanted to say was that... Your pants. Um, <laughs> I used... Uh, I played this on PlayStation 3, um, got the digital digital version of it, and I could use the analog stick or I could just use a regular D-pad. And I found that there were parts where I had to use the D-pad or felt that it was a better, more precise way to move Harry. I prefer to use the analog sticks just because it, it feels better on my thumb. I actually cut my thumb about a year ago, and there's like some scar tissue there, and it's sensitive, and it really kind of fucks me up for D-pads. Poor baby. Really, no, but seriously, like if, if you're mm. the thumb, you're in your left hand, for any kind of D-pad usage, like I've got this scar tissue that it kind of hurts for me to 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 use a D-pad. So how'd you cut your thumb? No, I want to know. I was cleaning a, a food processor blade and it slipped out of my hand, and I instinctively went to catch it. Oh! And it just almost took the top of my my. Oh! Thumb. oh. All right, I retract anything anyway, I said against you, Ralph. Speaking of Silent Hill, yeah, Silent Hill, yeah, yeah. So you know, you're gonna play a game for. I paid like like I said, like six hours. I think I played it. I was using the analog stick most of the time, but Harry was not moving where I would want him to go based on the camera angles and having to do the the whole adjustment to everything. Sometimes I was using the D-pad, sometimes I was using the analog stick and I just went back and forth for for when it any did you always use the analog stick? I used um, the D-pad the whole time. I I had some issues with the analog stick. It really kind of seemed like Oh, but on the Vita, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. What are the what are the Vita's uh analog sticks like? They're kind of loosey-goosey, aren't they? Oh, loosey-goosey. They're mm. They're a little different than a than yeah. a regular controller. They're smaller. You've got bigger hands. Actually, what what I didn't like about the controls even, honestly, it might have come down to me not assigning the right buttons or anything, but could you aim with the right stick at all? I don't think so. Okay. That bothered the shit out of me. I think it was more like you just turn in the direction and shoot, and that's the way you aimed. Even if something was like closer to the ground, it would almost like catch where it was all right so when i was walking around i actually had like you could feel the heartbeat coming through where it was that means you were low health yeah when your health's low <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no i know i worked on it it was easy to dodge everything god yeah i tried to but dodging was no like it was pretty much the like dodging was no one bullet going into every single room because i would automatically bring up my guns <laughs> And if something made me jump as soon as that door would shut, I would just fire off a shot, like just because it just I was panicking. What I the would fuck? I, the majority was either the the flying demons or a demon baby like trying to stab me my ass cheeks, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh fuck, no, get off, get off, those bad things, baby. Those and things then, are really annoying. Yeah, they they, are they really are. So, I did not like them. Uh, the the like children with the knives that would <laughs> you. I, I, I just <laughs> demon yeah, baby. Grab <laughs> in the game uh, true yeah. personally true uh, i liked the green chupacabras in the sewers no? oh, oh yeah. yeah oh scyther, brain oh, scyther made a cameo from pokemon that's exactly Sign what i thought Oh, oh my Speaking. god. <laughs> so you didn't expect that i did not no big part of the gameplay Puzzles. What did everyone think of the puzzles? Oh, shit. I did want to talk about that. Do you mind if I list off a couple just to kind of bring them back to your memory real Let's quick? Let's puzzle back. Go. So there was the, the plate puzzle, the leg puzzle. I don't remember the leg puzzle. The fuck it's where, talking? okay, so there would be like a crab with two arms and like four sa, legs. Sa, sa, and you had to sa, count sa. how many 
legs and arms were on it to hit that number. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So there's the Aglophidus puzzle where you had to do the whole Kaufman side quest thing to get... Mm. The motorcycle mod- key or yeah. what? Yeah, yeah the motorcycle yeah. key. Yeah. The apartment the or the uh, hotel room, motel room. Um, I bypassed all that. I don't think I have all of them listed, but I have the gate spinning puzzle where you had to spin the gate around so you could oh, yeah. walk through it. Yep. Um, the piano puzzle. Well, of course, it's the one that we mentioned the, before where you put the eight things on the door. Yes. Or the six things yeah. On the door, you or or how about the puzzle the where you have to take a picture of the picture? Oh, wait. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. I wanted yep. to ask, actually, because I didn't use the camera. At no, all no, through no, my yeah. walkthrough. So what you use it for a puzzle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get Where? to when the you flash get... basically makes an outline <laughs> of the keys you have to hit. Yeah, when you're in nowhere, when you get to the third floor and you see the altar and the two doors that have like all those buttons on them. Oh that's you oh. use the camera on the pictures and then they show you the shape you gotta make with the buttons. Uh, I guess it's because I used a guide, I didn't need to use the camera. Mm-hmm. See I actually I like I used a guide just to get a quick playthrough of yeah. this. The guide that I used the guy was brilliant. He was like, oh, yeah, and here's a puzzle to solve. Here's a hint. There you go. You can look it up at a different website because I'm not going to give you the actual hints to the puzzles. That's so, a like, way to do it. Though. Yeah, it yeah, was awesome. Cool. It was it was so cool. It really, like, you know, even for using a guide to get through it, which... You still felt like you used your own <clears throat> brain to solve Yeah, had remembered that there's, like, a whole side thing to be able to save Sybil and still get good plus for the ending. Oh, to get the uh, plastic bottle and then the... <coughs> I remembered the plastic bottle. I didn't remember the whole Kaufman storyline. And I was like, I really don't want to miss that. I want to get good plus. That was like one of the big things that I looked up. And I used it for the nowhere too because I hate getting lost. I wish they would give you a map in that place. Seriously. I yeah. drew a map yeah. of nowhere right here. You can see it fully illustrated. This is show I can't and tell. see it because the show it's and nowhere. Tell <laughs> I, <laughs> I have where the elevator was, the basement. <laughs> Electric key. No one can see that. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to actually view that on our on our uh, Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah. This my notes have. Yeah. He'll put it up. My notes have a bunch of notes on like the pelican, the dove, the swan, the raven, the Hemel <laughs> white, blue, orange, green, purple, uh, zero fish, two scales, four oh, okay. rams. We, we got it. Yeah. Yes. So back, yep. back to the puzzles though. I thought they were well designed. Personally, they, they had yeah. enough uniqueness between the puzzles, and they weren't too easy, but they weren't too hard. At the same time, I mean, the the only puzzle that I hated with a passion was that one where it was like fish and stuff on the walls, and then you had the almost like pillar with the three numbers you had to put in. Yeah, and I oh, guess yeah. you were talking about the feet or <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, it's the number. It's the number of appendages on each of the animals. So I had the to phalanges. look it up. I, I that one I had to look up because I could not get a clue on that. And the person who wrote it said it was something different about what month that number represented and then counting backwards and stuff and i was like nope that doesn't make sense so the number of feet on all of them but there were scales how does scales count as two for feet there was scales it was like a scale two scales yeah but those aren't feet two scales two appendages i know what you're talking about i guess that would be the outlier yeah Yeah. it was the only one that wasn't an animal Um, where was this puzzle i don't remember it Nowhere. This was in nowhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one nowhere. thing I will say, it like um, getting the plates and then doing that, it was puzzles on puzzles on puzzles in the in nowhere. Because mm-hmm. literally, you're doing all the plate stuff just to get a few pieces for that door. But I, I mean, it was the final area of the game. It's like the final time. Oh yeah, no, dude, it's not even a complaint. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a great way to do it. 
I loved that you had to figure out which room would be the thing that would send you between the two different levels of nowhere. It was awesome. I, I really, really enjoyed the puzzles in it. I, I thought they were a fantastic way to just do that. And I think the fact that Nowhere was actually like the Nightmare Hospital again, and they kind of threw it back because the first time you go through the Nightmare Hospital, she's like, you didn't do it in time. You didn't do it right. And then you have to go through the rest of the game, and then you come back to Nowhere, and they're like, all right, take away the map and switch some things around a little bit. And then they have you do it again with different puzzles. Even the birdcage, which is done in Nowhere and not in the hospital, but you still see it in the hospital. I do agree. That's kind of cool. It's actually based on the layouts that I saw of it. It's bottom floor is hospital. Second floor is school. The other one is the, um, it tied almost every, yeah, it has, it has one piece. Yeah. The antique shop. Yeah. The antique shop is one of the rooms in nowhere. I really thought it was a really great way to just pull everything from the game. Like you're in this fucked up place. Let's revisit all the fucked up places you've been this entire I, I game. Bring it all back they, to a point zero. I think it's good yeah. that they did it that way because as the the player or like as the designer, you don't know what area is going to scare the player the most. Right. So mm-hmm. fuck it, let's throw all of them at it so they get to relive their most awful horror yep. over again. You know, absolutely, no sewers absolutely. though. I not. didn't like the sewers. I know the sewers. I, I hated the sewers because the radio didn't work. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, radio didn't work in there. Uh, I know, Harry, you always do your customary kick open a door, shoot a shot. But would you you every once in a while while you're in the sewers, like, walk a few paces, quick aim to see if he was aiming up at the ceiling, shoot him off the... I used L2 a lot because it kind of gives you a wider scope. Mm -hmm. So it'd be, like, constantly panning back and forth looking. And I've gotten used to the enemies. There would be, like, a little white dot. Near the ceiling when, like, an enemy is coming out. Yeah, I, I wasn't letting those what really, fuckers catch I, me off guard. I think we talked about it already, but I really did love the way you could begin to see something coming, like, graphically. Like, you would begin to see the outline of an enemy, either with oh, the fog yeah. or the night. And just that, that point where where everything's black or gray, and then you slowly see them start to come in. Totally horrifying. What I will it? say, playing through <clears throat> again... The most hated part, hated but liked, is when we dropped into the sewer and I stood there as soon as we went through and I did not want to go forward any little bit. By that point, (laughs) I had already pretty much subsided to the fact that this game is just scaring the crap out of me. Dropping into the sewer and having to move forward and hearing like the static, no dice. I don't want it. I want nothing to do with that. The rest of the game, I'll take that. But for some reason, the sewer sticks out my mind. What was everyone's least favorite enemy? Least favorite as in scared or least favorite as in I don't want to deal with you anymore. Or both. Not scary, I guess. I, I mean, like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with you more. Oh, the cockroaches. Annoying. I fucking hated the cockroaches. They were fucking annoying as shit. Okay. <clears throat> I'll tell you, to be honest, the enemy that caught me... The most off guard was also a harmless enemy was those invisible babies in the school. Those fuckers would sneak up on me every single time. And you're just walking, looking for that enemy. And then all of a sudden you just hear a squeak and you're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm right on top of it. Like, but they don't hurt you. They don't hurt you, but they still like whenever you hear that radio go off, you think the worst every single time. And I don't know. It just they catch you off guard. Speaking of the radio, just a quick side note. What you would always describe the game to me as the, as the white noise is when you saw an enemy coming in Silent Hill. And I know that that's a game mechanic. But to me, the sound that they used 
isn't when I think of white noise, I think of like a television that's not plugged in the cable and it just that kind of thing. In Silent Hill, in the game, it seemed more like an alarm to me. It was like Oh we get like it had like a something right here. Like I, I I it wasn't what I expected in that regard, and after a while it started to get annoying, honestly. For me, anyway, you could you turn could, the radio off. Yeah, you could. <laughs> well, I guess you could, but then so I you wouldn't. You wouldn't could. know. Well, I never tried it. You wouldn't know when an enemy is coming. So it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I really want to turn this off. It was like, okay, it's it's necessary for the game. But to me, it I expected white noise as my interpretation of white noise, not the alarm sound that we that we got. Hmm. But uh, back to uh, annoying enemies. Um, for me, the ape men that just like jump around <laughs> and try to <laughs> hump <laughs> <them> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> ape men, <laughs> I really <laughs> got. Monkey man. Oh, Rape monkey man, monkey man, yeah, fuck just them. Like, oh god, and that ooh, sort of. I, I'm gonna. They are scary. I'm gonna, they I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, pay you back scary. on that. It, no, it, that was the scary dude. It's like you hear the, and then you go around the corner, you don't see anything, and then all of a sudden, what? It's like so. Something I learned about the monkey men is they can jump further the harder the difficulty. <laughs> what difficulty did you play on? It all makes sense. Do you remember that we played on hard, Harry? Oh, I, I thought that was rhetorical, but <laughs> <laughs> I, so and it was the no, it was you were showing me the game for the first time. We were Silent Hill on hard. We were literally this will be great. Literally six feet uh, above us, playing in in uh, my living room. And we're we're playing it broad daylight. We're both about to go to fucking work at McDonald's because that's how long ago it oh was. God damn! Way back when. Oh yeah, way back when. Back when I used to get high at work. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Not anymore. So, used to. Right. So <laughs> we're sitting there playing. We hear the radio going. You hear a monkey man go, hoo, hoo. And then just <laughs> lunge behind a fucking uh, set of steps <laughs> as we're running away from it. Like you guys make it sound like Tim Allen. Just it down. looked like it fucking teleported across the fucking screen. Like it's just like boom on us. We both screamed Children. to where to where my mom was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Harry's like, "Oh, sorry, just took it up." My mom, my, my my mom didn't curse. To be fair, my mom doesn't really curse that much. You hear the radio. You hear the sound of the enemy, and you're looking for it, and you just all of a sudden it jumps on your fucking back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit like that it's, just catches you off guard. It's the worst. Which ties and the best. Turning, turning off the flashlight when you mean to pull up your gun. Yeah, that was my fault the one time. Oh, but so bad. That wasn't this game. Well, actually, I mean, if you turn off your light, they don't come after you as as quickly, right? Something like that. They are attracted to the light. But who the hell wants to play with that? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you you were talking about something grabbing you in the sewers from the ceiling? What? Sexy. Yeah, the green. Uh, the the green the fucking praying mantis they, they, things. The ones that hang on the ceiling can. Yeah, I didn't experience that. Did you well, play it on what? very easy or no? Super I played it on normal. Mode. Oh, okay. I just uh, did. You have to stop in the sewer you had to because step underneath them. Yeah, I, I never stop running in that game ever. <laughs> ever, I'm it always is very, on the move. It is very possible. But did you ever see an arm come from the ceiling all at all or anything nah. like that? You might have really? just missed him. There's, there's one enemy out. in the sewer. Like, because uh, I thought for the longest time the sewer was the only place you didn't see in the nightmare world. That it's actually incorrect. When when you do the third or the um towards the amusement park, yep. There's one little strip you have to run through where there's nightmare sewer. 
Yeah. There's those teddy bear things with like. Yup. Oh, oh, fuck yeah, that. They always yeah. scare the shit out of me. And yeah. they're a very simple enemy to kill, but the, just the look of them. I never engaged them. I just ran. I was like, fuck yeah. that. Nope, nope. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. When you, when you just rescue Kaufman? I thought that was a. Monkey Man, personally, but no, I, I could know. be I could be incorrect. I thought it had a knife. I thought it was like one of the sloth things with a knife. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, too. Yeah. I kind of forget. It might have been a Monkey Man, though, yeah. actually. Should we all have a Tim Allen moment? When you go to fight Sybil, and you're on the amusement park ride, and you try to run away a little bit, and she's not there... Like, you start looking around, and she's not on it. And then when you walk back, and she's sitting there on the horse like, hey, guys, what's up? That, I start laughing, had to pause, and I'm like, okay, all right, this is fun. <laughs> Let's take a minute. And, and then she, like, climbs down, immediately draws the gun and shoots me. And I'm like, yeah. you son of a bitch. I, I did that fight, I think, three <laughs> times. I um I sort of spoiled how I could take care of it for myself i didn't realize and i I just trying to dodge her shots for the longest time yeah and i wasted so much health because i thought i had to wait until her gun was empty in order to throw the chemical at her to get the better ending and after i had done that and used like all my health all my uh, health items up and had dodged a couple of them but she mostly hit me i was like you know what let me just reload and try it again and i tried it again i just threw the, the chemical at her and she basically well, there, the there is a point she runs out of ammo. Yeah, I know, but you didn't oh, okay. have to wait for it. I, oh, I, I, God, I, I don't have to wait for it. I just walked up. I, I did not know that because yeah. I waited out the shots. I used all my health drinks. I'm like, f- I fucked myself for the rest of this game. Yeah, the like the difference between the endings, good and bad, is the difference between the Kaufman side quest. I the difference between no, the difference between plus and minus is Sybil. Oh, and I loved going into the boss fight with Sybil there, and they're going on this whole long rant about uh, Dahlia saying something, and then after the whole long rant, she goes, "Freeze!" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, she true. didn't say that That's at the true. beginning. It took her ten minutes. Yeah. To go, yeah. Freeze! <laughs> what, did, uh, what did she say? She's like, oh, I didn't expect the the Necronomicon to appear and the beep bop boop." And yeah. then it's like quiet. Freeze! <laughs> Freeze! You will never obtain the Necronomicon. <laughs> also, for the life of me, I couldn't. I couldn't have Sybil miss a shot. The whole boss oh, fight. I just ran I, around I, a horse. I, I could not get her to miss a single fucking shot. Yeah. Harry fell so many times. <laughs> like, hmm, 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 hmm. Oh! It's like automatically down there, like red health. Yeah. Oh yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Sucks so bad. You can get stabbed with a knife, but heaven forbid you I mean, get shot. Honestly, guys, I don't know if maybe because I have the the PlayStation Network digital version of the game, if it's like Silent Hill 1.3 and I don't, you don't have to wait for the gun to be empty and you guys always have to. I I, I, I bought the digital copy oh, okay. from the PlayStation 3 and that's, I put it on my Vita. Like, that's how I, that's how I played it. So Clark, um, do you like your Vita? I like it for playing PS1 games. Graphics. Graphics at the time, I mean, it seemed like, to me, it was no different than, like, Metal Gear or anything like that. It wasn't anything special. I mean, they just seemed like the graphics at the time. I think, looking back at a PS1 game, I don't think it holds up amazingly well for the times, but... At that time, I think 
the slightly less attractive graphics worked in its favor for for the fear appeal. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Because I think it added to that unknown as well because of that uh, rendering issue and the fog and everything like that. And it just made it graphically a little less crisp of a picture. So it's still, like, I think it adds to that unknown factor that I discussed earlier. Absolutely. Because you can only see, like, five feet in front of you. Maybe if you're lucky. And then you would hear the static going off before you knew what the hell was going on around the corner or inside that next door and that really added to the actual gameplay of everything where you know it was a it was a horror story it's a testament to creativity with limited hardware mm -hmm. this is like the shining example they introduced the fog because they couldn't have the draw distance they wanted and they implemented it into the story it's it's awesome in that regard yeah absolutely it's fantastic the way that they implemented like the fog and honestly, like we talk about Metal Gear, because they're, they're roughly around the same time when these came out. Metal Gear didn't have that FMV in it. It didn't have that like I, I the FMV at the time, like the the leading game that I can think of graphically at that time is like one of the Tekken games. Uh, because you, well, uh, you realize who we're talking with here, right? Uh -oh. With Captain Final Fantasy, you're not going to bring up Final <laughs> Fantasy VII? Or yeah, I was going to say, FMV, when you're talking, like, anything of that. Uh, honestly, honestly, you look at the FMV in Final Fantasy, and then you look at the FMV in the in the storylines of Tekken, Tekken's better. I'm sorry, it just is. It has, it has better graphics, because they only had to make a 10-second story okay okay it is I'm, I'm sorry like the effects are better they're more crisp for a full-fledged game that had you know this only has maybe what five segments that have like the fmv yeah there's the not too too many yeah it's yeah. like the very beginning and then when you meet each character there's a little something right right those scenes are really really great metal gear doesn't have that I, I think the graphics are pretty good. And also, even like looking back on it now, where it's like the dulled faces and none of the enemies have faces, that's actually pretty fucking creepy. Like, adds to it, yeah. Yeah, it adds to it. If if anything, it, it adds to the, the wow factor of this game. Not just Silent Hill specifically, but that PlayStation era. I miss getting that reward of an FMV. Uh. I thought there was... I know maybe that dates myself or anything, but I just like I no. I, I think with games today, there's is just so fluid flowing from gameplay to like um, like a storyline segment that there's no like jump in quality almost. Oh yeah, it gave yeah, you yeah, something to work towards. Exactly, I thought yeah. it was just such a payoff. Whenever you got it's to a one bonus. of those cutscenes, it was just amazing. Like uh, like boom, we're That's ready to start right. the next segment oh, hell yeah. of the game. That is a great fucking point. Like. Nail on the fucking coffin for that. Like, nail on the Kaufman? Nail on the. <laughs> oh! oh! More like Lisa on oh, the Kaufman. No, for real, though. If you, if you really. If you, oh <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but if you think about it seriously, all the games at that time, we're all playing. We're all playing these games for a payoff of like 10 seconds of like real nice <laughs> graphics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Which, fun. at the time, really made it worth it. Oh, yeah, fuck Let's yeah. be honest. I was just referencing Tekken. Like, Tekken, you play an entire storyline just to get a 10-second, like, ridiculous fucking over-the-top fucking FMV. I mean, yeah, I, 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 King did something that's great. He has a cat head, and I can see him in more... <laughs> He's a luchador, damn it! Yes. Okay, <laughs> sure. He's a fucking cat He's head. the king He's luchador. He's a big pussy. He's a leopard. Leopard pussy. <laughs> Leopard pussy. Leopard pussy. Title of the episode. <laughs> Meow, motherfucker. I will say, so just real quick, I'll blow through this. Love the design of the game. I, I like the atmosphere. Like exploring the first part of the town before you start heading to the school, like just getting mm. situated with the town. I always, like, I know I've played it like seven or eight times, but I always enjoy that first segment just running around gathering up items around the town. I Just exploring it. And there's not really much anything to do. I just, that just gets me settled in for the game. That type of intro where you're like, hey, you're in a spot. It's like your your first real taste of quote-unquote open world RPG. A little bit. But where you can I mean, just... it's a very closed world. It's like, it, oh, it is, but you, a cliff. you can yeah. still like explore a little bit and go, it's like, oh, I found this, I found that. Oh, there's an actual storyline that's happening right now. It probably doesn't need to be said, but it, the game does feel different based on where you are. Like if you're in an in an environment, you're clearly in that environment with a, I guess, a fixed camera. Whereas when you're out on the on the main plains and the roads and streets of Silent Hill, it it almost feels sort of like an open world game, and then it goes into like a Resident Evil fixed camera kind of a thing. Yeah. How many times have we said Resident Evil tonight? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, they were Eight. competing with that directly, so yeah. I think it's a valid argument well, to compare yeah. the two. Sure, they were, but to bring up a point that Clark made um, for the last episode, the Metal Gear one, th there's no, um, it's not a, it's a full 3D game. The fact that Silent Hill is, it does not, it does not have pre-rendered backgrounds, and it's all 3D, I think is a testament to uh, what it achieved. Yeah. It, it's a step above Resident Evil in that regard. Yeah, and I think when you're comparing it that. Resident Evil went the action route. Silent Hill went the horror route. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. I, I think I'm glad they didn't. Well, no, wait, hold on. Oh. Resident Evil's not really action, though. No, the last three have been. Well, yes, the last three yeah. have been, but I guess you would say the first okay, two or three. Okay, as you were was, developing was... the franchise yeah. long term, but I, I still think uh, comparing like Resident Evil One to Silent Hill One. Sure. Silent Hill focused on the horror aspect, and I think Resident Evil focused on the action. When I think of Resident Evil, I think of hoarding ammo. I think of avoiding the enemies. I think of trying uh, to... Re resource know, management, more or less. Resource management, right. Like, I don't think of it as Fancy. that action-y. Fucking inventory I, I know what management. You're trying to say. I, I actually started... Yeah, right? You can pick up as many items as you want. Silent oh, Hill. I Silent Hill. Love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I started to play this game sort of like I played Resident Evil, where it was like, okay, I'm going to hoard my ammo and hoard my and use them sparingly because I never know when I'm going to be out. I don't know when I'm going to find ammo again. And I ended up being at the end of the game and having a surplus of ammo because I expected there to be a shortage. And the shortage wasn't there as much as it is in Resident Evil. Yeah. No, I, I ended up killing the boss, the, the final boss, with I had 47 hunting rifle oh, wow. ammo. I, I didn't use it. Yeah. I literally... Only ever equip the hunting rifle to kill the boss. Something uh, fun you should know. If you go into that final boss without any ammo, you win. Automatic win. You're kidding. You don't fight no. the boss. What, like like Pokemon? It, if you don't equip a Pokemon, you, you win every You battle. have no ammo to get off shots at the boss because you can't get close with a melee weapon. 
Is that dependent on what boss you fight at no. the end of the game? No. There, there are, are two multiple? Different, there's two different variations yeah. of the final boss, depending... Now, the ending you saw, you had the Aglophidus that you uncovered with Kaufman. You know how he threw it? Yeah, yeah. And it burst oh, out course. wings? So if he's dead, he can't... Exactly. Can't it, so... so it turns into a flying final boss if you throw the vial. Right. If you don't, I think it's something that walks it's like a It's it's Alessa. You fight Alessa. It's just Alessa? Is it? Yeah, it's a woman. And she just stands there and shoots like energy bursts and lightning bolts at you. Do you have ammo? I did. I did shoot her because I was like, well, worst case scenario, if I can't beat her, I will just waste all my ammo and go in and win. <laughs> Music. All right. So. Sorry. Sorry, okay. sorry. Do it again. Sorry. Titties. I said tits right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> More tits. Tits, tits, tits. All right, I'm tits, good. Tits, good. Go. Go, Hamill. And then tits out of your mouth. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'll always have titties in my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> that stays Love in. It. All right. Love boobs. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to end up in the final cut of this where we're just like, ah, oh, titties. Titties. <laughs> we're going to sound like a bunch of horny old men. Tits. It's gonna be a bonus episode where it's like thirty seconds of us being like tits, 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 big old titties. Harry can't. Harry literally can't right now. Oh titties! All right. So moving on to. <laughs> Moving on to music, Ralph. I'm interested to hear what you thought about the music as Why? your first time through. Oh, it's my first time through. Not because yeah. I'm like a connoisseur of video game music and I'm really into all that stuff. Nipples. No, because I like classical or anything. I have to say that the music is perfectly atmospheric, and and there were points in the game where I thought that there was a sound effect like a generator or something like that, but it was actually the music, and mm-hmm. I didn't catch on to that at first um because sometimes there's that like pounding um metallic uh sound and i thought that that had something to do with like something within the game and the level it wasn't just the music right i like everything and the the key piece when i think of silent hills of course the the opening piece that like um I don't know what it, what instrument it even is. It's a banjo. Yes. It doesn't really match everything else. It's. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> so good. It like, is good. It's good. It's just. It. It didn't like play into anything, and it. It. It's sort of like a. Why did they pick this instrument? Where this piece of music is good, but it doesn't. For me, not being a huge Silent Hill fan of the first game, it. It doesn't quite fit. Okay. And I don't know why. I, I feel that way. Gotcha. Well, similar to that music, though, the ending credits music, I would almost say falls in that same category. Yeah. Like, you have intro piece, outro piece, and then nothing similar, again, like, in the entirety of the game. It's like, it's like the, the, the ends to this book, more or less. Gotcha. And the, the slow-moving, atmospheric music in the game, that's some of my favorite, favorite mm-hmm. stuff. You know, not the harsh metallic or the or the get-your-blood-pumping, like, you know, you have to rush to the end of the level kind of music. Like, I, I like the, the, the slow, quiet stuff. Gotcha. Steve? Ralph likes it slow. That's all I really got out of this. <laughs> 
Um, I learned it from your mom. I <laughs> oh, <laughs> she Shots would destroy fired. you. Shots <laughs> I don't know fired. what that means. I did enjoy the music. I really thought it set the the whole theme of what was going on. Although there wasn't a whole lot of music going on, but it helped to make the the ambiance for the entire game. You're trying to say the game was silent. <laughs> <laughs> So, Clark, what about music? I I think your music's great. The ambient, metallic sounds that you kind of think aren't the actual music. You think it's just the game trying to fuck with you is actually the music. It's fantastic. That intro theme, though, I, I love it. I've put it on CDs before. You go to Centralia I, with a boombox and just... Yes, and just walk around blaring that music. <laughs> There's, it's just something about that, like, weird kind of, like, banjo, quick play sound that I just, I love. I love the music of this game. I love the music of this game almost a little more than Metal Gear, if I'm being completely honest. At least the first one. It gets Blasphemy. better later. But I, I, uh, Sacrifice the blasphemer! I, I really, I really think the music at Silent Hill is, is amazing. Harry, what about you? Uh, so to build on your talk about the intro... What I think really adds to it and keeps it in the theme and spirit of the horror aspect of this game is, I, I don't know what the correct term is. Is it a phonograph or the well, old-timey like old record, record player? Monograph? Is that what, what is it? I, th- I think it's like a monograph. Think, or a no, phonograph. phonograph. That's the way you do it. Oh, it with your dry and speak it and your small that, record. Like, even before the music kicks in, you hear the crackling like they just put on. A record. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think like just... Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. But the crackliness, I think it just adds to, again, to the theme of the game. Just like, it doesn't take away from it at all. It just really sets, like, even as soon as you get past that first Konami menu, just right into what this game is all about. It pooped. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I maybe you guys disagree with me. I really like Lisa's song. Like, when she's dying, essentially, or turning into the creature or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you remember it. It's, I don't know. I really like the, like, it's really sad melody that they're playing. And I think it just really, really adds to that scene where, where, like, the blood is just dripping down her face. And she's smiling. It's such a weird. Well, she was, like, panicking, too. I don't, I don't know. Shock? Just, and just, like, him, like, he leaves the room and he's, like, barring the door as she's, like, trying to get out. And then just, like, this really depressing music is playing. I, I really think it goes back to that whole thing of where everything, everyone involved in Silent Hill just wants it to be done. Lisa was like happy and sad that her, her like sad that her life's ending. Oh, happy Lisa, that she's so done. <laughs> happy that she's done in Silent Hill. I'd be okay with that sweet release if I had to live in Silent Hill, especially in the nightmare world. I like the pieces that were building on the story, and I think the music that was like chains and bangs and everything just really added to that part of the game. Even besides the monsters, I think the the, the really intense music is what really got my nerves like. Like, jumping. Like, it just, like, terrified. Like, there are areas in the school. There's that one hallway on the right-hand side. I don't care what floor you were on. I think it always played where you're in that um, corridor of the building. But just, like, this banging drum music. I rushed through that hallway every single time. It's fucking just, creepy. Just to turn off that music. Oh, near the yeah. generator room. I don't remember the music, per se, but there's the moth battle music. And it had a very 80s sound to it. And then, like I said, the the ending music I thought was also pretty solid. It's almost a missed opportunity. It doesn't have like a John Carpenter feel. 
to it. Is anybody, any of you guys fans of John Carpenter's movies? The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. Love it. The Fog. Escape from New York. Escape from New York, yes. And I would agree, the music, atmospheric, awesome, all that. The one thing that I really went to make a point about was they would use the music, like they would silence the music at some points when there were enemies, just letting them fuck with you. And then there's other parts, like when you go and open that room with the cat that jumps out. When you go into that room, it just starts going off and it's playing the scariest fucking music I've ever heard. (laughs) And then there's nothing in there. And then when you open it and the cat runs out, it just goes quiet. And it's just like they were pumping you up like there's bad shit going to happen. Get ready for this. And then there's a cat. And I was like, (laughs) you got me, you shitheads. That was good. And then you would be in the sewers like running along and you would just hear the sounds of your feet and there would be enemies all over. I thought it w- I just thought it was interesting how they used the music scare you when there was nothing there and to just be silent to let you scare yourself during monster battles and all that. I, they really use the the music as a tactic and it's incredible. Final thoughts. All right, so we're here to our final thoughts. Harry, what are your final thoughts on the game? Like I said, I've played this game like 7 or 8 times. It is one of my personal favorite, like as far as franchises go, I think it's one of my top three favorite franchises. I I think it says something when you've played a game that many times and it still has the potential to scare the living shit out of you, which it still did. Not as much as it did the first time I played this game, but it still caught me off guard quite a few times. Uh, The last time I played it was probably when I lived with Steve. To be honest with you, yeah, that, that was the last time I played it. How long was, ago was that? Yeah, when's that? Let's not date ourselves. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why are you so afraid of dating yourself? This <laughs> we're getting eighty old. years yeah. ago. But no, that's that's probably easily. <laughs> that like, was ten years ago. Clark, I think Silent Hill is an amazing game. From the characters, not so much the voice acting, but the characters themselves, it's interesting. From a horror game perspective. I've been more scared by Silent Hill than I've been of any other horror game I've ever played. And it there's something about the intricacies of this game that really kind of keep me coming back and unafraid and afraid to play it over and over. Steve? This was really my first game that I ever had where it's a horror genre. And this is the one that I base every other game that totes itself as being horror and nothing really compares to it this is the one that really sticks out in my mind is when was i most scared playing certain games something that can kind of put close to is like parasite eve where there's that little bit of like unknown but it cannot touch silent hill at all in my mind anyway ralph well for me um I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I really like many aspects of it, but I, I wouldn't say it's in my top five games ever. I, I'm This is the first time that I've, I've played this franchise. Um, I'll probably try the other games. Um, so it's definitely an introduction for me um, that I'm going to explore, but it's, it's, it's not like all the way up there for me. I, I think it's good. I enjoyed it, like I said. Um, as much as you can enjoy a game where you're constantly running from weird creatures and under the threat of death, 
I understand why it has such a following now. I understand why it was so revered and spawned this franchise through playing it. But um, for me, I I enjoyed it. It wasn't 10 out of 10 or anything. Cool. Hamill? Well... (laughs) (laughs) Third Um, person son of a bitch. (laughs) I I do appreciate Silent Hill. Uh, I think I love this franchise itself more than the first game. The first game, I know that's where it starts, and Harry and I always have this debate where the second one is superior, no matter what he says. Um, I, lo- I, 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 I love how the first one has the iconic fog, things like that, but I still think the second one's where it's at. And the first one, had they made more along those lines, I probably would have stopped. Whereas the story in the second one and all the iconic stuff like Pyramid Head, what the nurses look like, Pretty much everything Silent Hill is based on is in the second one. So give that a go. The first one, you know, give or take. But it, it it's the first one is it's pretty decent. Like Ralph said, not top five games or anything. But I'm not going to throw it to No Man's Sky. It's not the bottom of the barrel. Oh, God, no. That's, <laughs> that, it, nothing really deserves that. <clears throat> no. Other than No Man's Sky. The score. All right. So last but not least, the score. We're going to start with Steve on this one. Steve, how would you score this? I would give this an A. I really would because I really think it sets a foundation for the type of game that it is. And that's something that should be appreciated for, you know, what it has to, what it really has to give for everything that came after it. Ralph? I'm going to give it an 89% out of 100. Okay. Clark? Again, going with my arbitrary thing, I'm going to give it three nurses out of four pyramid heads because I also kind of agree that the second one is a little bit better. I like the game. There's there's better that that franchise has to offer, and it's probably number two. So, I'll, I'll, so it's poop. I'll, uh, Number two is poop. I'll, I'll send that off to Harry. No, I love this game, but no, I'm not going to give it like a perfect score or anything. I, I do think there are some serious flaws with the game, but but I think I'm going to rank name it. <laughs> you can't name no, them. No, no, I think like the voice so acting is definitely a blatant slap in the face, personally. I think they could have built on the characters a little bit more, maybe added some more dialogue into the game, a little bit more backstory. But overall, I think what they did bring to the table was well executed. So I am going to give it an 8.5 out of 10, which is going to be below Earthbound for me, but above Metal Gear Solid. I didn't think I was rating it higher than, than you would have. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually surprised by that, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate I, I, you, I, I, and I, I hate your face and everything you stand for. No, when I when I rate games, I try to be as honest as possible. And no, it's not going to get a 10 out of 10 or anything. Yeah, this is this is Steve's highest rated game. You gave Metal Gear a minus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad we can agree on one point, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I will have all of your testicles by the end of the night. <laughs> I'm going to um, solid jar. snake choke you out, I think. Although, here's a ration. Eat it all right, Hamill, what What about you? What do you, what do Thank you, you rate Thank you, Clark. Um, I would rate this uh, $19.99 or $20 game. So it's I, your highest rated game too. Yeah. Yes, but because everything up to this was either zero or fourteen ninety nine. No, the reason why is because this game has a lot of replayability. It is a short game where you're not doing eight hours 
like Metal Gear and then going back and getting a, <laughs> a stealth band or or unlimited ammo as and and that's fine. And it, what it, the fuck? No, but listen, hold on. So Silent Hill has five different endings multiple items that you can get based on your scores afterwards one of the joke endings the ufo ending is a whole nother thing on itself i think there's a lot to go back to and if you enjoy the game playing this a couple times you're gonna get a lot more out of it than earthbound where once you play it through that's pretty much it you could go back and look for some items but you're not gonna get them unless you fight something eight thousand times or metal gear where you got two endings which is fine as well, and you get a couple extra stuff at the end. So I'm going right to say... The ending and the bitch ending. <laughs> <laughs> so this bitch says $20 game. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, so this is the part where we get questions from our listeners who are basically us. Any questions? Any questions? No? Hamel, well, what conditioner do you use to keep that red sheen so perfect? <laughs> <laughs> it's head and shoulders. Ah, head and shoulders. <laughs> yes. Anti-dandruff shampoo, for anyone that didn't know. Ginger mother. Why you gotta call me out on my dandruff? <laughs> I didn't say you had dandruff, you just admitted that into the microphone. <gasps> you bitch. Speaking of dandruff, we didn't talk about the snow in Silent Hill, how it just comes down. Also, actually, are at ashes. first I thought it was ash. I thought it was it ash is. at first. It's it is. No, snow. they mention it's snow in Silent Hill 1. Do they really? They do. So another yeah. thing that they make better in the other Red ones Con. is they they, they say Red it's Con. ash, which it's Red supposed Con. to yeah. be. Red yeah, Red yeah Red they do. They, they do. That's so our next game that we're going to be playing is Max Payne 3. So, Clark, what other games have you been playing? Well, I've been playing Destiny. Starting to get a little bit over that. 390 light. I only have 10 light to go, and it's really just kind of hard mode raid. I've picked up a bunch of games in the last couple days because my birthday's coming up, so I got a bunch of presents. Happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday. How old will you be? I'll be 30. Thanks, (laughs) Hamill. Old Um, son of a bitch. But I was uh, playing some Titanfall 2, and that has been really fun. Really? I was not expecting it to be that fun. I played the tech test for it about a month ago. The amount of polish that they put into it in the last like month or two since that beta has been impressive. I've been really, really enjoying it. What about you, Steve? Well, a lot of Silent Hill in brought <laughs> up to this. And actually, with breaking out the PlayStation from the last game from Metal Gear, I actually started playing some Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> nice. I don't care what you think. It's a fun game. If you don't like it, eat a dick. If you like it, well, there's less dicks for you to eat. Ralph? Fun fact, we actually almost made it through an entire podcast without us telling one of our listeners to go fuck themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Or eat a dick. So eat a dick, fun fact, and fuck you. (laughs) Go Uh, ahead, Ralph. It all comes together. Guys, I haven't played anything but Silent Hill since the last one. I, I really haven't touched anything else. Comfortable. Well, you right. haven't touched anything else. Don't lie to us. I touched your old lady. No, I'm I um. Two mom Wait, hold on. Tonight. Did you say That's touched an old lady touched. or your old lady? <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to this. My name's Gretel. I love when Ralph comes around town. I don't care what you guys say about Gertrude. She's fu- she's a nice lady. No, I'm just kidding. She's wrinkly, but she's nice. He does um, so many impressions of people from the twenties. <laughs> Takes me back to my childhood. I used to be the whore. <laughs> no, um, I still am. Hey. 
Shelby, if you're hearing this, you know I, I just. She <laughs> <laughs> lies. Uh, oh, hey, Gertrude. <laughs> so much editing. This awkward silence brought to you by Ralph Gertrude Incorporated. No, actually, Gert- Gertrude is Shelby's car. It's an old Buick. So it's Dusty? <laughs> You're fucking a car? It's not the years, it's the mileage. That tailpipe. Yeah, how much mileage did you get on that, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I haven't played anything but 7 L. Okay. Harry? So I made a venture over to Hamill's house the other day, where he introduced me to the PlayStation VR. Cute. And we, we played a couple games, but one that really stood out is he made me play the kitchen demo. From Resident Evil 7. Is it from Resident Evil 7? Yes, it is. Scared the living shit out of me. That but was the real, first thing he introduced Hamill, me to. I hope he had a mop. <laughs> Did it There's feel a thing like to clean Resident it Evil? Off. <laughs> it was too short to be Resident Evil. I played the demo non-VR, and I really don't think it's Resident Evil. Oh. It felt almost a little bit of the ring, personally. Mm. Like, that bitch was scary. I was sweating bullets by the end of this demo. I actually felt like I was immersed into this world so cool. eventually a horse goes under a boat and then it's just chopped up i don't think i knew that you got uh, playstation vr mm-hmm. hamill what have you been playing well because i got the vr i've been playing a lot of shit i started playing the batman vr game which although it's really short it's really good and i have to go back and finish that off because there's you, a lot of extras can you give us a synopsis oh, Batman. The story, without giving too much away, it takes place between Arkham City and Arkham Knight, and there's a... If you haven't played Knight, then big spoilers, is Batman's infected with the Joker blood and is going to die. Oh, shit. And so, you in the game, you find that out. Like, And this is after, by the way, the Joker dies, but Joker's still in it. You, you have to investigate a murder... And then it gets into Batman's personal side and why it leads into why Batman is really scared to have Robin and Nightfall or Night Nightwing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Robin Nightfall. <laughs> Robin Somebody's are... <laughs> also been playing Destiny. <laughs> Robin and Nightwing. He doesn't want them to interfere in night because of this. So it, it gives a little backstory and it's very it. It's awesome. I was shocked, and it's a really short game. So it's something you can go and play over and over. And each time you play, you can look for different stuff. And right now I'm doing Riddler challenges. What, like five hours? Like two hours? <clears throat> 20 minutes? How long is it? Uh, the story itself, once you get the controls down, it's a 20-minute game. Even if, like, first playthrough, I was done in an hour. Also played Tethered. I got to get back into that. Vev, which is eh. I tried Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Not impressed yet. I'm only on the third level, so maybe it'll pick up. Harry, have you played Until Dawn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually the game I was almost going to suggest tonight, too. Yeah. No, that was really good. Wait, so there was an expansion on it? No, it, it's almost like a rail It's a rail shooter. So you're like at a carnival, and they bring in oh, some VR things. Game. Yeah, it's a oh, VR gotcha. game. And it, they just bring in, like, enemies are clowns and stuff. And then the... Oh, that's weird. The, like... The main, like, bad guy, the mask guy, he's in it, but it's just weird. It's okay But so if you far. beat in the game, you know who that is. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. And then, yeah. like, the twins make appearances, and they mess with you a bit, and they kind of dick around with you. It's, it's okay, but uh, that one will probably take me a while to get through. 
been playing I played a lot of Star Ocean today, Faithlessness and Integrity, Destiny. Peace and... staying home dad has its benefit. <laughs> <laughs> no, most of this I play when the kids go to sleep. Gotcha. Yeah. So So I give them drugs to go to sleep all the time. <laughs> Here's a Benadryl. <laughs> Um, and then the VR demo, oh, VR Playroom, we played a bunch of that, Harry. And Clark, we did find out, uh, my wife is the worst cat ever. Yeah, stuff like that in the demo's kitchen, that was cool. I screamed, my oldest was going, Daddy, stop, because she was getting (laughs) freaked out by it, so, yeah. Fun. All right, that's it, outro. (laughs) (laughs) we really need to work on an outro <laughs> yeah all right so that is gonna be it for silent hill with super fun game review podcast go, go! and uh we'll see you next time with mad max 3 <laughs> Nope. Max Payne 3. I knew as soon as I said Beyond that. Max Thunderdome. <laughs> Beyond Beyond Thunderdome.